anyone who has hung out with me in real life or on this podcast or at my morning lives know I love nothing so much as a fresh notebook, a clean slate, a new start. And what better time to look at all of those things than right now, near the start of the year. Today on the Weekly Walk podcast, Eric and I are going to talk all about starting fresh, how we look forward, when we look back, and some of our thoughts for how we want to move forward into the coming months and months. So we believe you can have a fresh start anytime. And if you're curious how we do that, lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Hey, Eric. Hey, Joyce. Do you know what I got? What? I got a new, fresh spiral notebook. <laughs> you, and, you did? Yep. And then do you know what I did? What'd you do? I put a favorite sticker on the cover. And is that going to be a notebook for how long? How long would that last you? I, that's a really a good question, and I don't know exactly. I've wondered about that because as we head into 2024, we as a company are trying a whole new planning approach, and I am trying that, that planning approach personally. Should we talk about that a little bit? Sure. So I read this book recently called The 12-Week Year. And this book has been like sitting on my desk or on my to-be-read pile for, I'm not kidding, years. And 12-week years? <laughs> like 12 is that like, years. Is that like dog years? <laughs> it's a lot like dog years. Um, and for some reason, I picked it up a couple of weeks ago and read it. And what they talked about resonated with me so much. Should I share a little bit about yes, that? Yes. Yes, please do. So the author's theory and philosophy around this is that annual planning is kind of destined to fail really for two reasons. The first is things change. And gosh, if, if the last several years have taught us anything, it's that things change. You know, you think back to the pandemic, like we launched into that year we were, it was go time. And within weeks, months, the world shut down. It was stop time. It was stop time. <laughs> so I feel like we've all sort of taken a little bit of that to heart, realizing that things change, but things change during the course of a year all the time. So part of their philosophy is that setting your intentions and your goals at the start of the year that are supposed to last 12 months, it's just not going to work because of the nature of life. And the second reason, let me give you the second reason, and then you can hit me with whatever. And then the second reason is kind of, and this one really resonated with me, short intention spans. Like, you kind of lose interest after 12 months, and you feel like you've got all this time. I guess there's a third reason. So the, first, the second is kind of losing interest and losing momentum. And the third is feeling like, I have all this time all this time. So I don't need to jump on that goal right now because I can worry about that in September. Yeah, October, whatever. You have a, a whole year. A year just seems like a, a really long time. 
So, okay, so that's why a year doesn't work, but what's the 12-week year? What is what is that all about? Well, their philosophy is plan in 12-week chunks and not like quarterly planning, which a lot of people do. You know, sort of the traditional thinking is set your annual goals, then break them down into quarters, break them down into months, break them down into weeks. And they sort of uh, recommend treating that 12 weeks as its own thing. This is a really long way of answering your question about my new notebook. <laughs> so do you think your notebook is going to last all 12 weeks? I hope so. Oh. Like in a perfect world, each notebook lasts exactly 12 weeks. Now, I don't live in a perfect world, but that's my thinking. So yes, that's how long I think my notebook's going to last. So what do you like about a new notebook? I mean, what makes that such a big deal for you? I have no idea. Like, is, is it the fact that it's like literally a blank page and you just start with that? Yeah, I think so. I think it's the opportunity to have a moment in time where you can look back a little bit at the things that didn't work, the things that, because I, you may not know this about me, but I have a tendency to put like a lot on my plate and a lot on my to-do list. Did yeah. you know that? No. And did, a lot on my calendar. Didn't know that. No? Did something new. <laughs> so I feel like the blank page. Wait, can I, can I just tell you something? You said a lot on your calendar. So we, we're all on Google and we have these Google calendars and I look at my Google Calendar all the time. And you look at mine? Yeah. That's so embarrassing. And occasionally, like if I want to schedule something, if, if we need to do something together, have a meeting, have a phone call, I'll, before I, I suggest a time, I'll look at your calendar. I feel like my privacy has been invaded. <laughs> and I'll click on your calendar and it pops up on my screen. And every time I'm like, ah! <laughs> 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 And I look at the time and then I'm like, unclick, unclick. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I do tend to put a lot of things on my calendar, including things that I just want to remind myself or things that have to get done. Sometimes I'll put them on my calendar on a recurring basis until I get it done. But so a, a fresh page, a fresh notebook feels like it gives me the opportunity to really take a hard look at the things that are on. Like I, I'm, I'm careful about what moves from the last notebook to the new notebook. Mm. So it is, and this is a good time of year to talk about that, it is sort of a, a, a new page, a clean slate. Like sometimes we need to, I'll use the metaphor, like shed our skin so we can grow. <laughs> it's <laughs> Isn't true. that touchy-feely? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yep. So how, how can we shed our skin how can how can we set ourselves up heading into 2024 for success what do you do well one thing i did yesterday was i broke down a whole boatload of boxes and took them to be recycled so i cleaned out because our office gets kind of cluttered with some boxes we're always shipping stuff in and out and so I think one of the things that I try to do, and I also try to do this uh, with my desk, is sort of clean things up. And that's sort of what you were saying about your notebook is by transferring 
select things to the new notebook you are shedding. And I do think there is value in organizing some of your physical stuff this time of year, which is sort of what you're talking about. So one of the ways that you kind of make more mental space is by making more physical space. And I don't know why that is, right? Why does it feel better to get those boxes broken down and to the recycling center and to clean your desk? Uh, you know, how is it that that helps us feel like we have a fresh start? I don't know the answer to that. I pose it as a question. Isn't there research around our ability to focus and concentrate in uncluttered environments versus cluttered? Oh, for sure. For so, sure. So I think that just lets us reset and perform better. I mean, you can do it anytime, but I think we sort of have these milestone times. We have the, the new year, we have spring cleaning, we even have sort of back to school time as, as a time for a reset. And I, I think that it's it's really important and lets us, you know, focus on what's important and what we want to accomplish in the coming 12 weeks or year, or however you're going to do it personally. Decade, you can set yourself up for a decade and say, this is what I want to accomplish this decade. Takes, <laughs> it takes a lot of vision, but you could do that. Or, and you can drill down. Like I've been doing stuff at work and it's like all right this is what i want to accomplish in the next two hours what's that no i meant this as like the general this is in they or, or whatever task happens to be at hand so uh, i thought you wanted to i thought you were going to tell us what you want to accomplish in the next two hours <laughs> um podcast and podcast. morning smoothie <laughs> and our morning team call and yeah I have, I have a lot of things i want to accomplish in the next two hours so how do you feel about reflecting on the past year the past 12 weeks the past decade how much back looking do you do and how and how important do you think that is there's there's actually there's a book that came out and I read sort of half of it and it annoyed me so I didn't finish it the book regret um, Daniel Pink yeah Daniel Pink's book regret which I I think we have somewhere in the house did you read it nope because <laughs> it's all about like looking back and using that to power you going forward I am not a big looker back person when it comes to that like I feel like you know that's that's done what's there's not a lot of use in looking back I mean I do believe that there are always lessons we can learn but I, I sort of feel like you learn those right after uh, and then looking way back there's not a lot of value in it well pushing back a little bit I actually think you do look back. You do. I do, and not necessarily in a super healthy way. <laughs> like you can go down a rabbit hole of looking back at your life choices. Is this too personal? Uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> looking back at some of your life choices and frankly kind of beating yourself up a little bit about them. 
Yes, I, I, and that's why I try not to look back but, too but, much. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we do, and I'm using the global we, including me. Maybe we do need to take a stronger look back and make peace with those so that we really can move forward. I don't know the answer to that because I'm like you. Like, I don't spend a lot of time looking back. You know, uh, my friend, are you yawning or laughing? No, I was looking moose. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were like, I saw your shoulders go up and down. Um, I was uh, with my friend Helen a few weeks ago, and I may have actually alluded to this or talked about this on the podcast because I thought it was so brilliant. And I don't think it's her quote, but she said, look back, but don't stare. And I love that, trying to sort of find the balance. But I guess my my question is how much do we need to look back in order to give ourselves big freedom to move forward? How much do you have to look back to get all of the benefits of that fresh slate and future orientation? I My answer to that is it, None. De- it depends. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Uh, I think for me and my personal peccadillos, shall we say, my tendencies, uh, looking back is is not right. Is not not good not, for you. Not good for me. Not helpful at all. I think for other people, I think that there may be a lot of value. Maybe for you, there's more value. Uh, but I I tend to really focus on on the negative when I look back. And Oh, I think most most of us do. But okay, but, so but that's not the end. not in a good way. I I don't I don't find it fuels me moving forward. I find, you know, when I focus on that negative, it's it it's not helpful. So just talking a little bit more about this. There are people out there who advocate for doing a full calendar review of the prior year and really looking at how they've spent the past year, how they've spent their time. And we talk so much, we talk in the podcast and I talk so often on my live about being intentional about how we spend our time. Because if you're not intentional about it, the minutia of life will gobble up a disproportionate amount of your life. So you kind of have to be intentional to, f- to push back against that. Would you ever sit down and go through your calendar from the past year to really get a handle on how you spent your time? Yes and, and no. It's just sort of not my way. I mean, maybe I should and maybe that would be a good thing for me. But that's sort of not not my way is my answer. So it is my way, uh-huh. right? That kind of planning, thinking, uh, analytical, deep thought, all that. Like that is my way. And the thought of looking back over how I've spent the last year sounds like the worst form of torture to me. <laughs> Why? Because it, I, invariably I would focus on the negative and I would come out of that being feeling like I wasted the whole year 
my life is meaningless. I think it would throw me into like a full-on existential crisis. I honestly do. <laughs> this podcast might throw you into a full-on existential crisis. Me too. No, because I'm getting – I have a fresh notebook. That's where I started. The... I feel optimistic with my fresh notebook. Yeah. I'm I'm optimistic about 2024. I'm I would say that I'm usually pretty optimistic around the the first of the year, looking forward. So yeah, sort of who wants to be dragged down by look, you know, because it, it's our negativity bias. When we review the last year, all we're going to see is the negative stuff. So this is sort of me. I don't think we're going to really focus on all the wins and the positive just because of the way people in general and me in particular but i think most of us are wired to look at the at the negative side of things so what if we go back well there are two ways to do this the first is what if we encourage ourselves and other people to do a big what went well exercise at the end of the year, the start of the year, the end of a month, the start of a new month. I think that could be a way to help counter that negativity bias and and also make us feel good about the things that we did. Uh, I love that idea. Do a what went well uh, review of 2023. Yes. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting because just sitting here, you know, I'm thinking of some of the things that that did go well you know we had some nice uh work success we in, influenced and helped a lot of people but you know personally um i uh, got to the crossfit games that was super exciting we discovered a new hobby in pickleball you finished your book can we say we you finished your book in 2023 or is it going to be 2024 uh, I I believe that as of this morning, it is completed. It will launch in 2024, but I believe it is actually done. So, and what what else do you have for a quick top of mind 2023? What went well? My, uh, um, <laughs> our daughter. We launched our daughter to college and knock on wood she's doing great she's in the right place for her uh she's having great success and feeling good yeah so even just you know i'm sure if we spent some time on it because we did not plan this at all this is where the conversation led us today i'm sure we could find a lot more but even just doing this little exercise has me feeling much better than five minutes ago when i was sort of thinking about all the negative stuff that that happened or that, you know, just I did with time management or however you want to look at it. So I think of what went well for 2023 is a great way to launch into 2024. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I guess that raises such an interesting, such an interesting question. When you talk about looking back and doing an inventory of your past year, right? Immediately, we both kind of went to sort of a negative place. Oh, if I look back at the year, I'm going to see all the time I wasted. I'm going to see all the stuff undone. I think that is our negativity bias. And if we reframe that and we get intentional and look back on the what went wells, 
we immediately, and we only came up with like two, <laughs> three. We came up with three in the course of a couple of minutes because we hadn't really thought about it. But we immediately started smiling. Did mm -hmm. you notice? I did notice. Totally noticed. And this also made me think of something else that we've talked of uh, quite a bit on the podcast, but the annual Mother's Day book that you create every year. So, Oh, wait, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. What? Um, Maddie has been home now for more than a week. We have not taken a single picture for the Mother's Day book. We've had several holiday celebrations, not a single picture. Okay, we'll work on that. Thank you. Uh, but uh, just quickly go over every year, Joyce produces an amazing uh, photo book and gives it to our mothers for Mother's Day, and we keep one for the family as well. And it is a retrospective of the good times we've had together, particularly as, as a family, but sometimes there's individual snippets in there as well. And that's just a, a great way to review the positive of the prior year. So I think if we're more mindful and we go through, uh, we can go through our phone and look at the pictures from, from the last year and look at the positive because generally that's when we're taking, taking the most pictures. So I think that's a, a good way to review the year. Take out your phone, take a look. And even the Facebook does that for you. Here's your year in pictures. I find those things kind of annoying, but you can still do that on your own. And that brings up something that we used to do and we don't, we haven't done it in, in several years, but I guess we did this more before the full on age of digital images, but we used to keep a memory box. Do you remember that? Of course, of course. They're actually not too far from us. We, we still have all those memory boxes. So we would, during the course of the year, anything that kind of we wanted to remember or tickets to shows that we went to that we loved or photos that we got developed. The or kids' report cards. Kids' report the, cards. The report card. Mason's skiing report card, I think, is in one of those boxes from when he was three and they said he skied like a five-year-old or something <laughs> you were so proud <laughs> it's so proud and we would just during the course of the year throw everything into those boxes and then on new year's day we would sit drink coffee and go through the box i loved that yeah so a you know great way to again reinforce that that positivity of the year and let us head into the next year in the right frame of mind. So I guess where we're coming out on all of this is as we, and we really did not talk this through other until we sat down to do it. There is value in reflecting on the year past, just being a little bit careful on how you do it. Just don't let that become an opportunity to berate yourself for all the stuff you didn't get done, focus on what did. And that is one really effective way to help launch into a new year, a new month, a new period of time with positivity and clarity of where you came and what you can build on. I think that's part of it too, because some of the things you didn't get done, maybe you just need to throw them out. You know how I was talking about some things don't make it into the new book? Because I do a lot of planning in the new book. Goals for the for the 
first I was going to call it a quarter, but goals for the 12 weeks. Right. And my dream life and some things that I want to be sure I remember. I actually keep my fun list. I have a <laughs> list of things that are fun because honestly, if I don't pay attention to them, I don't have any fun except pickleball now, which we <laughs> seem to do a fair bit of. Um, so looking back, what am I trying to say? Looking back and focusing on the positive, I think also gives you an opportunity to leave some stuff behind. Because maybe if it didn't get done, it wasn't meant to get done. Is that too woo-woo? No. I, and I think there's, I think there's truth to that. You know, that, that thing, and I, I recently either listened to a podcast or read something about it. Like that thing at the bottom of your to-do list that has been there for two years, just get rid of it. <laughs> like, it's obviously not that important. It's not going to get done. And why even, even keep it there? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many things are on my to-do list um 37 are you kidding right <laughs> 103 <laughs> somewhere between 37 and 103 okay i think it's in the 60s at mm -hmm. the moment um the problem i have and maybe you can help me with this you ready mm -hmm. when i go through so i have to-do lists for each day and then i have sort of this global other stuff that I want to get done that's just, I don't want to forget, like, this was a good idea or this is something I want to do, but I can't do it this week. So I put it on my to-do list because I don't want to forget. Right. When I go through, and this is part of my year-end New Year uh, practice, is I go through my entire to-do list. So what do I do with the things that I'm like, oh, that's a really good idea. I want to do that. Uh, well, you have to be selective. And I think you, let's say, what'd you say? 63 things? Approximately. Rank it from one to 63. And if it's, I think if it's below 40, rank you it, scrap Rank it. it based on what? How much you want to do it and how good you think it'll be. I want to do it all. <laughs> well, you can't. What do you mean? You can't do it all. What do you mean? You can't. I was listening to another podcast with a time management guru guy who's a, a little more woo-woo and was talking about our relationship with, with time and how we manage it and just, you know, having the ability to, to focus on what we, what we can do. And some things, you just got to let it go. I, I... I don't know what to say. <laughs> Can you give me an example? I know that's asking you to pull it out of thin air. You might not. But is there something that's been on your list for a long time that you'd like to do, but you haven't? Uh, sure. There are three new books I want to write. <laughs> okay. So, but is that is that really a to-do? Or is that a like a note to yourself that these are books that I'd like to write? What's the difference? Maybe I need a new list. Maybe there's, so there was a period of time where I had like an idealist. Right. I would say that those three books should be on a, an idealist. Nothing on the idealist, uh, idea list ever gets done. Because who's got time to look at ideas? I could do it in sort of the context maybe of things I don't want to forget. Like I had a list <laughs> for the book that I just finished. 
I had a list of to be done, to be read for the book. Mm -hmm. And there were at least 30 or 40 things on it. Because I did hit the point with that book where I realized I could not read every single study about every single thing impacted in any possible way by a walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think, well, I mean, your lists have lists, but I, th I think, I think ha having everything on a to-do list can be overwhelming. It's, you think? it's just too much. It right? is. So I think, but how, but, but how about this? Mm -hmm. On your to-do list, mm -hmm. you can put check and review idealist. <laughs> and then you can put 7, 10, 12 things on the idealist and maybe pull one of them in. But not you won't have all seven of those things on your to-do list. All right. Well, this does this does give me uh, some uh, ex uh, I don't know what the word is, enthusiasm for spending a little bit of time uh, on my to-do list, organizing it, planning it, and trying to pare it down. Even this morning, I started looking at my calendar to try to figure out what I could take off my calendar. Um, I failed, but nevertheless. <laughs> um, but making more space for the coming year, that's definitely on my mind. And I would say with this kind of idea of a fresh slate, Here's what I would encourage everyone to try to do. Be the right amount of busy as you head into the coming year. And for some of us, that means being less busy. And for some of us, that means being more busy. And for those lucky few who find themselves the right amount of busy, it's going to take some work to maintain that because busyness comes and goes a little bit. But what if that's, that's a focus for the coming year? Try to keep yourself the right amount of busy and engaged. Yeah, I think I think that's sort of a, a great idea. And, <clears throat> you know, the way this is all sort of coming together with cleaning up our physical space, cleaning up our mental space and sort of cleaning up that to do list, that goal list, and then putting it all together with that sort of background concept of being the right amount of busy. And that's gonna be a little a little bit of a balancing act, not to use that sort of work-life balance jargon, but sometimes we're gonna to be too busy. Sometimes we're gonna not be busy enough. Rarely, most often we'll be too busy, but dialing things back when we need to, dialing them up and, and having that clarity now to to start with that fresh slate and to start off not too busy all right it's a goal i used to think that when i went out into nature and left my phone and earbuds behind and walked in silence letting my mind go wherever it wanted that i was doing a walking meditation and then I met Yael Shai, and she taught me that there's so much more to a walking meditation. It was so incredible and insightful and expanded my world in such a way that I went to Yael and I said, will you work with us to create a program, 30 days, 30 walks, that could help introduce other people to the power of a walking meditation. 
can we dismantle the idea that in order to meditate, you have to sit in a dimly lit room on a cushion? Can we create a meditation program for people who love to move? And so we did Meet the Joyful Wanderer 30-Day Walking Meditation app, which is available in the Apple Store and the Google Play Store right now.